are listening to Just Keep Waiting, a podcast dedicated to encouraging and inspiring you through faith-based stories, scripture, and prayer. Here are your hosts, Janet, Kita, and Wayne. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Just Keep Waiting. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to hang with us. The topic of today's show is a mustard seed of faith. It's one of the most widely known scriptures, Matthew 17 and 20. Jesus said, truly, I tell you, if you have faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Several times throughout the New Testament, Jesus said, it is your faith that has healed you. We see it in Matthew 9 and 22 when Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood. We see it again in Luke 17 and 19 when Jesus healed the 10 lepers. We see it in Luke 18 and 42 when he healed a blind beggar. And we even see a version of it in Luke 5, 17 through 25 when Jesus tells a paralyzed man that because of the faith of his friends, his sin has been forgiven. He then tells the man to stand up, pick up his mat and go home. It's one thing to read about miraculous miracles and healing in the Bible, but it's another thing to be present when it happens. Kita and I were both blessed to witness this firsthand. And on today's show, we want to share that testimony with you guys. Before we get started, Kita, I have to ask, have you ever witnessed anyone being healed while you were praying for them? I can't recall a time other than here recently that I've actually witnessed it. I know you and I, that was something that we prayed to be able to be a part of. Yeah, uh, same for me. Like I've never witnessed it happen as I was praying for someone. So let me go back a little bit and give you a little bit of a backstory. About a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine and her two daughters tested positive for COVID. The mom had it worse than her daughters. And shortly after getting her positive results, she developed this really horrible cough. It was one of those deep down in your chest coughs. From the moment she was diagnosed, Kita and I had started praying for her every morning on our devotional call. And then one day I called Kita like I do so often, but this time it was a little weird on the phone. So right when Janet called me, she didn't realize that me and my husband, Jamie, were just having a conversation. We were talking about the CEO from Texas Roadhouse that had committed suicide due to the symptoms that came with COVID-19. As me and my husband began to talk about that, I was recalling some friends of mine that had COVID and described to me the spiritual warfare that they went through when dealing with it. One of them described it as even in the daylight, they felt themselves being in darkness and it was really hard and all they could do was pray and they didn't know where that sense of darkness was coming from. And my husband began to recall some testimonies that he had received from people about the darkness that they went through and how one of them said he himself did not experience suicidal thoughts, but he had actually talked to other people who had experienced that when dealing with COVID. Right after we ended our conversation, my phone began to ring and I was hearing what I know now to be the Holy Spirit talking to me, saying that Janet's friend needed to be praying and she needed to be prayed for. And so my phone was ringing and I looked down and it was Janet. And the way I answered was like, it was very like there was a hesitation. And I was like, you do know I was supposed to call you back, right? Like it, it was almost like, why are you calling me in a sense? And I was like, I said I was going to call you right back. I could hear the hesitation in your voice when I called you. 
I'm trying to think back and I don't know if my mindset at that time was I didn't know how to tell you that or if what I was hearing was the Holy Spirit or just a thought in my head because I knew her friend had COVID. And so I think I just said to her, you need to call your friend. And your reply was, why? (laughs) Why? And I was like, she needs prayer. Call her and pray with her. You seem to be like kind of unnerved a little bit. Yeah, because I remember just thinking like, okay, well, what am I praying for her about? What am I doing exactly? And I said, I believe she's about to experience spiritual warfare. And see, I don't know Janet's friend. I've never met her. And at this point, I have never spoken to her. But I felt this strong sense of she was about to go through some spiritual warfare. After I hung up with Kita, I texted her just to see if she was even awake. And she started to ask me questions about what my mom did when she had COVID. And I told her, I was like, I'm not really sure. But what I can do is put you guys on a three-way call and you can talk to her yourself to kind of see how she navigated having COVID. And so I called her and I called my mom. And when I heard my friend's voice, I was a little startled because her voice sounded so weak and her breathing was labored. Her cough was so so severe. And she sounded like she was just in so much pain. And as she started talking to my mom, my mom immediately said, I didn't sound anywhere near as bad as you are sounding right now. You may need to go to the hospital. It sounds like it's already in your chest. It never entered my chest. It never was as bad for me. And you seriously may need to think about going to the doctor. That day, we never got the chance to pray for her because as we were talking about all of the medicines my mom took and everything she did and the symptoms she had, she started having this severe coughing fit and she needed to get off the phone. We hung up with her that night, but then the next morning, my mom called me back and she said, "Uh, your friend's been really heavy on my mind. I prayed for her in my 430 call, but I still can't shake this feeling that something's wrong. So I called her. Actually, I texted her again because I didn't know if she was awake. This was really early in the morning. And it was something she said in the text that kind of startled me. And I began to tell her that fighting COVID was going to be about her mindset and what she allowed herself to get into agreement with. And I told her, I was like, if you're okay with it, Kita, myself and my mom can call you and just pray with you. Her response was, I could really use a prayer right now. And so I immediately called my mom and Kita and asked them if they could jump on a call to pray with her. My mom and I were on the call first. And as we waited for Kita to join, my mom really began to just tell her how to posture herself to receive healing. And she shared a story with her on how God had healed her once. When Kita joined the call, my mom began to pray. And as she prayed, God began to speak. I get on the call and you can just feel the spirit moving. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced it. It's just one of those things when you know, you know, Uh, I can't even really describe the feeling of what it feels like when the spirit's moving. Like the temperature is like just right. (laughs) I often tell my mom when I describe how I love God. And I think you guys have heard me say this, like I love him between hot and cold. It's like it's a perfect setting, but then you're not even aware of everything else that's going on around you. And so we're on the call and as we're praying and we're standing in agreement, praying for healing for her, I begin to hear the Holy Spirit tell me, tell her to turn on the light. And I'm like, 
Okay. I hear it again. Tell her to turn on the light. And I'm like, is this me talking? This has to be me. I can't just say this. And I think it's the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling this girl this and we're praying for her. And I tell her to turn the light. And the whole time she's sitting in a lit room. And then I come off as a liar pretending to say a message from the Lord. And then I take her completely out of what we're praying for. I can't just say that. Then I remember the scripture where it says, and this is a paraphrase, but it says anything by the spirit, test it and test everything. So instead of me saying, turn on the light, I just called her name and I asked her, is your light on? Or I believe what I said was, are you sitting in the dark? And she said, yes. And I said, the Holy Spirit told me to tell you to get up and turn the light on. Then I remember saying to her, he's also telling me that you're sitting there with the lights off. And even though it doesn't seem like a big deal, what's happening is you're getting an agreement with what you see instead of what God wants to do. And you're sitting in darkness, which forces darkness to come over you and you can't see the light. And so darkness is what's overcoming your mind. I'm talking to her. And I say, know that COVID is a test. And she says COVID is a test. It jars me a little bit. And I remember I kind of stopped praying because the whole time that she's telling her that her sitting in the dark room, she's getting in agreement. I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say to me, this is her test. Will she trust me? Will she believe in me? And again, I'm like, Kita, I'm a little hesitant to say it because I'm like, well, is this me or is this God? Mm, And I never want to come out of flesh and say something to a person when we're praying for them. I always want to be led by the Holy Spirit. And so when I hear Kita say it, it was like God was confirming that it was him speaking to me, even though I hadn't asked for confirmation. So the minute Kita says COVID is a test, it clicked. And I was like, COVID is your test. God is saying to you right now, will you trust me? Will you believe in me? And once I say that to her, my mom is still praying the whole time. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I hear the Lord say, tell her to thank me. And again, I'm hesitant because I'm like, well, I know where she kind of stands in faith and she's never spoken to my mom. She's never spoken to Kita. I don't want to put her on the spot and ask her to pray out loud in front of people because I don't know how she feels about it. So I was really hesitant to say it, but I couldn't shake it. It was like over and over and over. All I kept hearing the Holy Spirit say was tell her to thank me out loud. Tell her to thank me with her mouth. And here's the funny thing. What I didn't know at the time is that the Holy Spirit was telling her to do the same thing. After we got off the call and we were kind of talking about everything that happened, she was like, Janet, the whole time I was praying, I heard God say, thank me. And I was trying to say thank you. But every time I would try to say thank you, my cough would get worse and I couldn't get the words out. But something happened when your mom said, Father God, loosen up her cough, loosen up what's in her chest. And she said she felt something shift inside of her. She said, at that very moment, you said, thank him out loud. Just start saying, thank you, Jesus. And she said, it was at that moment that I could finally get it out. In the middle of her coughing, you could hear this small faint, thank you, Jesus. And when I heard her say it the first time I told her, I said, just keep saying it over and over and over. And she started to just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. And with each thank you, Jesus, it got a little stronger and the cough lessened a little more to where by the end of the call, she was barely coughing at all. And she just kept saying it over and over. She was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That deep cough that was in her chest became a loose and productive cough. That weak voice got a little stronger and that labored breathing started to normalize. You could hear her. She was up in her room pacing around and she was like, Janet, I'm sweating like crazy. I said, oh, the Lord is sweating that thing out of you. I said, just keep telling them thank you. Just keep thanking them. I was like, keep trusting him and believing him. And I told her, I was like, every time you feel a coughing fit, come on, just start to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just remember the moment where she said, my chest is clear. Yes. In the middle of saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. She goes, oh, my chest is clear. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Just... I remember we all just went into praise at that moment. Yes, the praise went really high then. Yes, (laughs) because I was on my way to work and I was getting ready to get out of my car to go into work. And before I got out, I was like, did I hear you correctly say your chest is clear? And she said, yes, (laughs) ma'am. It was even that yes, ma'am, that sent me because when she was first talking, When we were on the phone, it was between almost every syllable. She was taking this deep breath. Like it was hard for her to get those words out. And something about that easy. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. It was insane. Initially, when we got on the call, she was like, yeah, after we pray, I'm going to call the doctor to see if I can schedule an appointment. And she called the doctor, but the doctor never called her back. When I sit and I think about that, I think, honestly, that was part of the Lord's design. If she had been able to go to the doctor and had been given medicine, the doctor and that medicine could have easily received the praise or the credit for her healing. Mm. But Jesus said, I'm your doctor. I'm your healer. I'm your restorer. I'm your redeemer. I'm the miracle worker and the way maker. See, God wanted all the glory in this moment. Mm -hmm. And so he made it to where no one else could take credit but him. And because of that, it is to him we give all the glory. Yes. And it really does go back to what we said off the top of the show. All it takes is a mustard seed of faith, a mustard seed of faith. COVID has to leave your body. With a little bit of faith, cancer can be healed. With just a little bit of faith, those migraines that you've been suffering go away. A little bit of faith, your womb is opened up and you can bear children. It just takes a little bit of faith and those things that seem so impossible, those things that seem so big become possible and so small. Throughout that prayer, the Lord kept saying, this is a test. This is only a test. Will she believe in me? And on that day, she chose to believe. And her healing was on the other side of that because she believed. Just thinking about that day, I'm realizing that the test was not just for her. Yes, the test was meant to strengthen her faith, but it was also a test for us too. Will you speak when you hear me tell you what to say? Had we not been obedient to speak when he's told us to speak and say what he told us to say from me telling her about the darkness to the test to you confirming that this is only a test. And even though she feels like she's dying, God said she shall live because that was something else that came out in that prayer. 
but she was getting an agreement to what she was seeing. And she needed to get an agreement with what God wanted to do for her to you telling her to thank him out loud and she hearing it, but couldn't because of what her chest was feeling like and how the fluid and the phlegm and all the things that were going on inside of her body was stopping her from being able to get that out to your mom being obedient to what the Holy Spirit was telling her and for her to pray to God to loosen her chest for that moment. Because in that moment is when she was able to get it out. All of us being obedient to what he was saying and his timing, we were able Like the story you were telling in the beginning of the friends and their faith, we Mm. were able to carry her to the rooftop and place her before God. Yes. Thank (laughs) you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, God. Mm. Mm. (laughs) It is the faith of your friends. Yes. You know, I know like she received the miracle that day, Mm -hmm. but what it did for me Mm -hmm. that day was something so big. I remember just feeling like I could walk on water. Yes. <laughs> I think I called my mom like 10 times saying, Mom, I feel like I just want to run through this wall that's in front of me. I really felt like any and everything was possible. It was like this fire was lit on the inside of me. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that song. There's a praise on the inside yes. that I can't keep to myself. Ooh, yes. There was a holler staring up from the depths of my soul. The song goes on to say, so excuse me if I get a little giddy or maybe even strange. Like that whole day, I just felt like there was a praise that I just had to get out. Mm. And I remember just trying to sit down and edit, but there was something on the inside of me that was just jumping. And I had to have a praise break in my living room and just shout that thing out because it wouldn't stop. And (laughs) y'all... She called me two hours after we prayed and I answered the phone and I said, hello. And all she said was Janet. And I told her to shut up. (laughs) I said, shut up. (laughs) I was sitting here trying to maintain and stay composed and to hear her voice. She sounded crystal clear and normal. All I could say to her was shut up. I said, I am sitting here trying to maintain and you going to call me sounding normal. I said, I'm about ready to flip this table over. Mm. It just goes to show the goodness. Yes, he's so good. The faithfulness. Yes. The promises that God makes to us. Yes. And if we just believe him and stand on his word. Yes. There is nothing he can't do. Nothing he can't do. Y'all. When I tell y'all I had to shout it out, I I think my daughter thought I was losing my mind downstairs because I just had to get it out. Like I couldn't hold it in any longer. Mm. But also what it did is it gave me a new death to my faith. Yeah. To be a witness to what happened. Like I said, it's one thing to read it and know it, but to see it and experience it Mm -hmm. takes it to a whole nother level. Yes, ma'am. It's like, you can't tell me what God can't do Mm -hmm. because I'm a witness to it. Yes. That creates an unshakable faith. No matter what the enemy tries to tell you or no matter what he throws at you, you can stand firm because you've seen it with your own eyes. You've believed it, Mm -hmm. but now you've seen it and that's a new level of faith right there. I still get all like, 
giddy on the inside thinking about it because that was my first time to ever experience anything like that. But it is something that I will carry with me for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. It is something that I can always use to draw back on whenever I'm moving forward in something that God tells me to do. And it goes to show me how my obedience not only affects me, but it affects other people. Like Kita said, had we not been obedient to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, she would have missed her blessing. Oh, yeah. In that moment, her receiving healing also relied on our ability to be obedient to God. So guys, think over your life. Is there an area in your life where God is asking you to trust him, to have faith in him? If it is right now, just say, Lord, when it comes to this, when it comes to this infertility, when it comes to this financial burden, when it comes to this health crisis, When it comes to this brokenness in my family, when it comes to me trying to go after this job or deciding whether or not to quit this job and move to this new location or whatever that thing is, Lord, I trust you. And then what you need to do is when you tell him that you trust him, you need to give it to him, give it to him wholly and completely. Take your hands off of it. The Bible tells us not to lean on to our own understanding. Don't try to help God. He does not need your help. So unless he has told you that I need you to go this direction and I need you to pick up this thing, leave it to him and watch him work it out. That is the beauty of our Lord. His word will never come back void. All he's asking you to do is have faith in him. Just a mustard seed of faith. You ain't got to have big faith. You don't have to have crazy faith. You don't have to have wild faith. You just got to have a little bit of faith. So we're going to close this out. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to you today laying down the things that burden us, laying down the things that we have been seeking you for, but not fully letting you take it over. We're coming to you today, Father, trusting you, trusting who you are and what you can do, trusting your will and your way in the matter. Lord, your divine wisdom is far better than what we think it should be and how we think it should go. Lord, teach us what it is to truly lean on you to follow your report over anybody else's. Even in the matter of COVID-19, Father God, with so much noise in the land, Lord, so much advice in the land, Lord, Even though doctors know a lot, Father God, they are still not you. So Lord, we lean on your instructions, Father God. If you have called something to live, it shall live. If you have called something to die, it shall die. So we lean not on the interpretation of others, but on every word of you. Lord, for those who still find it hard to trust, Lord, because of things from their past and maybe even things in their present, teach them, teach us how to trust. We know all things are in your power, Lord, and we want to trust all things to that power. We thank you. In Jesus' name, we will always pray and always praise. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, that wraps up our show for today, but we don't want this conversation to end here. Head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash JKW podcast and let's keep this conversation going. What areas in your life is God asking you to trust him in? As always, subscribe to the show so you can catch every new episode. Also leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week. Be blessed.